0: Right. Every good hero does have theme music, and this is online New Glue. This is Tim bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk entertainment. Ah, it's a rare Saturday video. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. I want to talk about a couple things. I want to talk about a little bit of a twist of the injury report for Kadarius Tony. Want to talk about Matt Rule and the Panthers potentially tipping their plays, and I want to talk about the New York Giants offense. Has it gotten any better, or is it any different than when Jason Garrett was here? And I think the, I think the, I think it may surprise a few people what I'm going to say. But let's first talk about Kadarius Tony. He was a limited practice on Thursday. Then on Friday was practice, he was downgraded to not practicing at all, which was kind of weird because Friday's practice was just a walkthrough. It was nothing. It It was a walkthrough, it was a walkthrough, it was a walkthrough practice. And it's a type of practice that you could probably participate in, even if you it was it would basically be like what he did on Thursday where he was at limited at practice. And it's just kind of weird that they downgraded him to not practicing on Friday when it was just a walkthrough. Now, of course, Tony first injured his hamstring back in mid-August. And though we had we had to deal with that, then we had some other, then we had some other issues and some other things going on. Um, but it's just weird. It's, it's just, it's just weird that he is out again, or he's not participating again. There's nothing really changed out, anything else on the Friday injury report. Justin Lane had a concussion. Nick McLeod is with the hamstring. Aaron Tom, Aaron Robinson and Leonard Williams and Tony were all held out. Wanda Robinson was also held out of practice. Dane Belton with his clavicle, Jason Pincock, uh, Aziz Ojolar, Kayvon Thibodeau, and John Feliciano were limited practice, limited participants of practice as well. So, like I said, it's interesting. The Giants will start reporting their questionable, and doubtful statuses on Saturday, so we'll get some more information in reference to that. Um, I don't know. You think about these things with Tony, and you just kind of, sh- you just, it just kind of, you just kind of shake your head. It's always something. The last year and change, it's always been something. He's got to get on the field. He's got to stay on the field. He's got to participate in the field. He's got to participate in practice. Maybe he could return some punts. I don't know. You got a guy that you invested a first round pick in and it's already not looking good. You, you drafted redundancy in Wanda Robinson. Of course, you're still out with Denis. But, you know, like I said, some players, it's injuries are just bad luck. With Kadarius Tony, it always seems to be something. So we have to keep we have to keep an eye on that as the season progresses. Dan Orlovsky pointed out that uh, uh, that potentially the Carolina Panthers could have been tipping their plays by certain ways that um, Christian McCaffrey was lining up in certain formations on uh, on last Sunday's game, and the Giants were keying off on that, and that's why they had so much difficulty. The, the parent the Panthers did against the Giants' defense, or it could have been just the Giants' defense played well. I don't know; could be that as well. It's not. It's it's not like in some regards. If you, you got to think in in reference to baseball, where sometimes pitchers tip their, tip their pitches, you can tip plays in the NFL. You can because you ri- line up in certain formations. You line up in certain packages, player packages. Um, last year, the Giants did that a little bit under Patrick Graham because he never really changed anything from the year prior, which is why the league so quickly figured out his defense last year and they went kind of to a bend not break defense. But do and um, but. Do I think that was the root cause for the, the Carolina offense sputtering? Maybe the Giants defense just played well. I know it's I know that's a serious and weird thing to think for some people in the NFL, but maybe the maybe that's just what happened. Now the Giants offense, if you look at it and you look at it on paper, outside of Saquon Barkley, what has changed from the two years or the two seasons previously? Really think about it. What has changed? People will be like, well, there's more motion. There's more motion. Okay. I'll give you that. There's more motion. But you know what? This is the NFL. This is 2022. It's not like when back in the early 80s when the Air Coriel and the Chargers used motions motion quite extensively for the for one of the first times in the NFL. They'd that much motion. It's nothing new. As a defensive back, you have a wide receiver. In my days, it called you just, shadowed your, you just shadowed your man. So if he went into motion, you just followed him across the field. And then if you're in a zone, you just adjust your zone. It's not that big of a deal. I, I think that it was one of those things that certain parts of the fan base just kind of gripped onto. It was like, oh, we have motion now. Yeah, your, your, your wide receiver also has to be set before you – your, your man in motion has to be set before you snap the ball. So, I mean, it's not like motion is adding this nuance to the offense that never se- anyone's never seen before. And like I said, back in the early 80s, it was inventive. You know, Air Coriel, Don Coriel, Chargers, Dan Fouts, Winslow. You know, that was, that, was, that was inventive. Now it's not inventive. The only difference between the first two games and the last two years is we're running the ball more effectively. And we ran the ball more effectively that first game, but did we run it more effectively the second game? No. No, we didn't. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that, thank God's sake, when Barkley turned on the Jets and figured it out, that we started gaining some ground on the ground. But the offense, and I like that, I, I, I love when people talk about, you know, how this is going to be like the Kansas City offense. It's going to be like the Buffalo offense. Okay. I think some people forgot or were unaware that the offense for the Giants in reference to Jason Garrett was steeped in the air Coriel motion offense. It was also very similar and many nuances to the offense at the Kansas city chiefs run that they're running with Kafka and Dable. They're very similar, not identical, but very similar, which is why I find this more perplexing than anything else. Because of the fact that you are still not matriculating. <laughs> I always love that word. You know, when you got, uh, who was it, Hank Stram? When he was like, yeah, come on, we got to matriculate the ball down the field. Um, you're not matriculating the ball down the field via the air. You're not. We're still not getting that that air attack. And I know people are going to say, well, you know, it's going to take a couple weeks to, for the offense to get in gear. Well, you, you had three preseason games. You had an entire training camp. I've seen offenses be. I've seen new and offensive and offensive in offensives offenses. Thank you. I can't talk today. Installed new ones during an entire training camp and then come out and run like precision clockwork. The first couple weeks of the season, you've also seen it go the opposite way. But I just find it interesting that really nothing has changed outside of Saquon Barkley running the ball well and running the ball effectively. Our blocking, would you say our blocking was, you know, above average? I'm not even going to say it's above average. I'm going to say our blocking right now is average. Daniel Jones does have time. People are going to point out the fact that Daniel Jones, in reference to the fact that when he's hit this amount of time, this amount of time, and this, but but also people forget, and, and they always quote these stats. But also right now, Daniel Jones is in the top five for holding on the ball the longest in the pocket if you want if you want to talk about stats he's he's back in the, he's been in the top 5 almost his entire career he was in the top 3 2 years ago he's in the top 5 last year and he's back in the top 5 again and reference to getting the ball out of the pocket for having the holding on to the ball the longest amount of time that's 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 another interesting perplexing problem but all this like i said is just interesting because of the fact that If you take a look at the production, if you take a look at the way this offense is run outside of a few trick and gadget plays, which Jason Garrett did as well, if you take away all that, it looks eerily similar to what we've seen the last two years. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I never really had a problem with the offense that we were going to run under Jason Garrett. I never did. I think some of the offensive game plans that he called were fantastic. It was the execution that seemed, It was the quarterback play and the execution that seemed to be the problem and the fact that we lacked a running game. Because they were also pointing people out, well, they only run this route and they only run this route. Well, someone distinctly pointed it out on Twitter that they're basically running very similar routes that they ran last year as well. The difference is, the fact as well, there have been, like last year, there have been guys wide open. We're just not, we're just not finding the open guy. Now the personnel has been changing. We've upgraded the skill position. We we've got bookend tackles now. You went out and signed, you know, Glowinski and Feliciano. You know, you drafted a couple other guys. You got Saquon Barkley. You know, like I said, if he he's this is this is all just comes down to this, and we've talked about this a million times before. This entire offense runs through Saquon Barkley. And what's going to start happening now is you are going to have teams putting 7-8 in the box and telling the New York Giants, we do not believe in your passing game. We do not fear your wide receivers. You need to have your quarterback beat us. That's what they're going to do. And that's kind of what Carolina did. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Tennessee, average defense. I thought they were going to be better. They've been the last two games a very average defense. Carolina Panthers, good athletic defense, still NFL average. I would not say above average. I would say they are an average defense. Now you're going to go in and face, I mean, you have the uh, Cowboys face coming in the faces, and it's the same thing. I don't think the Cowboys off excuse me, defense is that you know spectacular. I think they're average. I think they're a little bit, you know, they might be slightly above average, but it should be an offense if you have your skill guys in Saquon Barkley and a good game plan you should be able to put up some points on them outside of Diggs and a few other players and you have to worry about Parsons so it's going to be an interesting it's going to, you, first of all Giants have not played well recently in primetime Daniel Jones is horrid in primetime so we have to wait and see what they're going to do i'd be see i'd be interested to see if they turn on the jets If they open up the playbook a little bit more, but honestly, I can't say they haven't opened up the playbook. I can't say that because like I said, you've had, I've had people send me multitudes of videos from last week's game showing at least five separate plays where Daniel Jones had a clean pocket and Daniel Jones had guys open deep. And I mean, open deep and he didn't take the shot. And I love because you had the Brian Dable article saying We have to figure out how, what makes Daniel Jones tick? Well, no, we don't because he's not going to be here next year. <laughs> I mean, we need him right now. If you think you can win some playoff, if you think you can win some games, if you think you can push yourself towards a playoff run, you got to get Daniel Jones to play somewhat average because I mean, you can look at his stat lines and people are like, well, he did this, and you know. and I've said this a million times. Moments in games are snapshots in time. You need someone that's going to have longevity throughout the entire game. Who is going to play consistent three consistency have consistency through the majority of the game not just single moments in time and again this is tim with the online big blue bringing invest best in new york giant sports talk and entertainment and as always if you like if you subscribe if you ring that bell you know what it means that'd be awesome